back, everybody, to Edge of the Rabbit Hole. I'm author and ghost story and Mike Ricksecker. With me, as always, my co-host is Victoria Monday. And down in the chat room, Alina moderating the chat. We have a fantastic show coming up for you tonight. Jeremy Ray from MUFON has returned to chat with us about unidentified flying objects, extraterrestrials, disclosure. Victoria wants to talk about Hollow Earth, so we'll get into that <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of great topics that we're going to cover tonight. It seems like there's a lot more uh, going on in the news. Uh, Jeremy is a star team investigator for MUFON. You probably uh, recognize him from a number of the different television shows, Hangar One. Of course, he was on uh, Alaska Triangle there with me. I uh, do want to, before we uh, start here, however, recognize that just before the show went live, we actually had a bunch of Super Chats come in. So uh, we want to thank Tom McNicholas. He He's at work, but he took a break to kind of uh, to throw us a $5 Super Chat. So thank you, Tom, for doing that. Uh, Robert Hanna did as well a $5. And uh, Guiding Echoes, Nicole Guillaume, uh, or Nicole Antoinette, I'm sorry, <laughs> a uh, $10 Super Sticker. So thank you all very, very much for the early Super Chats. And without further ado, Jeremy, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for bringing me back. Uh, tell you what, it, I was on your show a year ago, and it just—it's like a blink of an eye. Felt like it was last month. It's—it's uh, it's gone by quick, that's for sure. Is that something to do with age? The older we get, the faster time goes by, or is there something going on in the universe? I, I have. There, there is something to that. There is something to that. It, it's actually because people say yeah, as you get older, uh, things go by quicker. It's—it's it's mathematical because the older you get, a year is a smaller fraction of your life. So yeah. That's true. Sometimes I look at some of my old video game collection that I had and I, and it just dawns on me how long ago that was. And it kind of just, it hits you. You know what I mean? I've and got a stuff. working Atari 600 back in the closet over there. Holy moly. It's out. <laughs> I actually know how to repair those things. If you want, if do you, you? if, if oh, you sweet. want to bring it to the mega conference, because I was going to surprise you, I'm going to go to that. You're I look coming. Forward, I'm coming, sir. Aww, I can't wait sweet. to meet you and um, uh, Johnny Enoch. I've never met Johnny Enoch. Yeah. He's going to be there too. So I found yeah, Johnny's going to be there too. Yeah. Well, and for those of you who don't know, the <laughs> Laughlin UFO Mega Conference, that's this June 6th through 12th, Laughlin, Nevada. Uh, go to Laughlin UFO, uh, was it Laughlin UFO Mega, mega Conference? Uf I think it's mega the UFO com. Conference, yeah. Yeah, it's a really long URL, but check it out. Uh, if you can't attend personally, they have a bunch of different packages for attending virtually. So, yeah, thanks for bringing that up, and that's a wonderful surprise. Oh, yeah. I, well, I thought about I'd sneak in there and surprise you, but I figured, how are you going to recognize me when I'm wearing that stupid mask on my face? So I, it's, this is what's going on. So I want, I'm going to take the Royal Highness to um, to the Grand Canyon, which is two hours south from Laughlin. And I found out that your talk is Monday, early in the morning. Yes. So that oh, means... Like first on Monday, yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to have to get up early in the morning just to catch it. But I, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to come in Sunday night because I don't want to miss your talk. I'm, okay. Yeah. Well, thank and, you. Uh, and then my state director from uh, MUFON, uh, Katie, she's going to be giving a talk. So I'm there to support her, too. And also, I don't know when Johnny Enoch's talk is, but that'd be great. You got three guys from uh, Alaska Triangle meeting for the first time, for me, at least. I'm pretty sure. You, have you ever met Johnny Enoch in person? I have not met him in person, but oh, okay. he and I have become good friends since the Alaska Triangle. And uh, we talk quite often. So uh, not only... Uh, I'm finally going to meet him there at the UFO Mega Conference, but I'm also going to Egypt with him and Jay Widener and Mohammed Ibrahim. Uh, just it, 
really like a week after. Actually, it's like three days after the conference. Wow. That we're headed out to Egypt. So you're uh, lucky because have you ever been to Cairo ever in your life? No, this is going to be oh a first. Oh my God. You're going to love it. I went, to, I went to the pyramids twice because I used to be stationed in Egypt and, uh, mm-hmm. All the guys want to sit around a base and get drunk. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to get out and see the world. And I think everybody was just too scared. So it's just me and a few people. But I went to the pyramids the first time. It blew my mind. I don't, I just, you get out of the cab and you got this long walk. But I had this guy come up to me and he said, um, you know, five pound camel ride. And I was like, no, sir, it's pyramids right here. I can walk to it. And I walked (laughs) forever because I just couldn't imagine how big they were. I felt like I was getting smaller and smaller and smaller. You will experience that when you go there. Now, one thing that really kind of upset me was they had it closed off. So I couldn't go inside uh, for renovation or whatever. But like I said, I lived there for six months. I lived in Israel and Egypt back and forth. Wow. Um, There was a thing called MFO. It was... um, Sounds like UFO, doesn't it? It, does, it, was, uh, yeah. it sounds like uh, multinational force observers. So I, we monitored Israel and Egypt to make sure there was no treaty violations, you know, like no fly zones. Certain ships couldn't pass through the Strait of Tehran. And we were like guards and we just sat there and observed in towers. So yeah. that was like the last, that was right when I was about to get out of the army. But I went back the second time just so I can go inside. And that is a great experience. Um, I don't we're know. Gonna be I, in there, we're going to be in there uh, the night of the of the summer solstice. So that's going to be amazing. We'll actually be inside. Well, you've seen the movie Raiders of Lost Ark. Okay. I, oh, yeah, this is, yeah. When I walked into King's Chamber, you know, I kind of I put my hands on it and I, I was kind of a I'm still hyper now as a 43 year old. But you should have seen me when I was 20. I was all over the place. <laughs> but for some strange reason, when I put my hands on there, I just had the total utmost respect that. You know, this is to me, I don't know. There's something about the pyramids. I just can't put my finger on, but um, you'll, you'll experience it when you get there. Yeah. The television cannot do it justice. You have to physically right. be there to see how all struck it is. And that pyramid in Vegas. No, I can't touch it. That's <laughs> not, not even close. It. So not even close. So I, I did uh, put up here. Nicole's uh, she had put the link Laughlin UFO mega conference.com. So those listening to the podcast later, that's the link. LaughlinUFOMegaConference.com. And uh, Nicole also grabbed the information uh, for you. Uh, let's see. There it is. On uh, when Johnny Enoch is speaking. Oh, perfect. So that is Saturday, June 12th. He'll be speaking at 2.45 p.m. Okay. As and- soon as he's done, I got to go home. So I'm going to wait till last <laughs> minute because I got to go to work Monday. And yeah, I'm actually he's right there toward so- the end. Okay, Cole. You're right in the beginning and he's at the end. Alpha Omega. Wow. Yeah, he's right at the end because that's like the last. I don't know if there's anything going on Sunday, is there? There probably is. No, Sunday. Sunday we're leaving. Yeah. I think um, it's Johnny and then Billy Carson, and then that's and I think that's it. So you're going to stay for the whole week? I'm there for the whole week. Yeah. Okay, me too. All right, that's cool. cool. All right, oh, we're gonna have fun. Oh, we're gonna have a blast. Yeah, for sure. So what? Uh, so you know, and, and I know I saw the the question pop up there down in the in the chat. Uh, but there's been a lot of news, Jeremy, lately of, you know, a lot of these different uh, UFO sightings. You have a lot of government officials like Harry Reid just mm-hmm. here a few days ago is coming out saying, hey, you know, I, I believe Lockheed Martin has uh, pieces of uh, UFO debris. So, uh, you know, and the, and the government now, they're not denying it anymore. And sometimes right. they're actually confirming, yeah, sure, that's something that we can't explain. So if it's a UAP, UAP or UFO, uh, you know. Are we like 
Is this the beginning of disclosure? Is that what we're seeing here? Well, that's a great question. And why now? That's another good question yeah. because they've known about this for a long time. You, you and I know this. So what, what is the big push to do it right now? I mean, every year I hear there's going to be some disclosure, but this one's really hyped up. And I have to say, I've, been disenchanted with the disclosure because i've been waiting on it for 20 years you know every yeah. <laughs> year it just sounds like it's going to come right but this this year actually there's a change uh, i noticed a change when it uh, when the media started taking it seriously instead of getting like ufo investigators or somebody and making fun of them like they used to now they're taking it real seriously and then that was a change for me um but um now that the government's kind of they they're 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 saying that they are real. So that's usually most of the time when UFO investigators would get on a podcast, they would have to explain why they believe that UFOs are real. Here's all the cases I've done. Here's all the evidence. Now we're all, we're all past that. Now it's kind of like, oh, big brother says it's real. So it's got to be real. Right. So we're all sitting here wondering, what are they going to disclose? Are they going to do a full disclosure? Or are they going to do partial disclosure and still do the drip drip? My, my question would be, um, and I've, I've thought about this. Uh, how, are, how are they going to do this? Uh, are they going to, are they just, I mean, what's your best? I'd like to ask you, Mike, what is your bet? And I'll tell you what I think. And you too, Victoria. Uh, okay. What is your bet? What do you, down to earth, you know, one line sentence, what do you think they're going to say? Just your best guess. Go ahead. It's a tough one. Well, they're not going to admit that they've known all along. Oh, well. Um, that that would that would shatter whatever faith they think we have in the government. That I didn't um, think about that one. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they're not good because you you see a lot of the the rhetoric that's come out here where they're talking about you know we've we've seen some you know some of these things for fifteen maybe twenty years mm -hmm. you know, like that the, you know some of these navy sightings were you know like in the early two thousand so they're admitting that. Uh, but you know, we look at like Project Blue Book yeah. and you know the the reports and sightings from the '40s and the '50s. And for whatever weird reason, they're not admitting those. And it's like, come on, guys, we know this has been going on for a long, long time. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I think it's just going to be kind of you know really subtle. I mean, sure, there'll be some sort of press conference or whatever, but it'll just kind of be like almost a shrug of the shoulders. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. So you think if they. Let me ask you this. If they say, okay, extraterrestrials are real, we know that there's other intelligent life forms out there. You think the, I think the public would probably be like, yeah, so what? We've always known that. It's not a big we've, deal. We've gotten to that point. Yeah, yeah we're already we've there, especially the point. young generation. They, mm -hmm. they don't even need to see the evidence. They've seen enough on television, on any type of cartoon, movie. I mean, we could flip to the channels right now and find something about extraterrestrials. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I think they're still going to be kind of tight-lipped about it because I, I think mm -hmm. it's going to be more of one of those... Yeah, we do. We are going to admit that you know, we have come across proof of extraterrestrial life, but they're not just going to like you know open the vault and be like you know here okay. it all is. They're, I think right. they're just going to like be really slow, really kind of piecemeal it. There, you know, the the news is going to be all over it, of course, and they're going to just kind of regurgitate the same like three lines of information that the government gives mm -hmm. them, and then you'll have all the talking heads going back and forth, back and forth. And that's what you'll see most of is all the talking heads repeatedly showing again and again the same three lines that you know the, the government gives us about it. Okay, Victoria, your turn. I'm sorry, I'm 
Take it off. <laughs> no, I know fine. that was more than like I said. No, no, that's great. Know. That's great because you thought of something I didn't think of. Um, but okay, go ahead, Mike Victoria. Um, well, I agree and disagree. <laughs> Mike is very mm-hmm. quiet. He didn't talk. <laughs> um, because I don't know if you're a parent or not, but you slowly condition your child, you know, and then you keep bringing something up and it becomes the norm. And so I mm-hmm. do feel that they're going to keep saying, oh, yeah, they're real. They're real. They're not going to admit to visitation or, or when Eisenhower went and hung out right. with the, the aliens out in the desert or, you know, or the hollow earth or anything like that. But it could be because of the shift. We've gone from the Piscean age to the Aquarian age, which is um, more open and more information and moving into a higher reality yeah. maybe so mm-hmm. i mean I, I think we can handle it now but i don't think they're going to say yeah they've been here we, you know we've been hanging out with them i wonder i wonder what they have the game to tell us you know i have just, heard um, that, yeah that there's a timeline that if they weren't going to be um exposed if you want to call it that that they mm-hmm. were going to come down and make themselves known. oh it's better they tell us that yeah, <laughs> yeah. you to take yeah. the ladder right uh mm-hmm. well I, th- I think it it will be like a soft, you know, I don't know. I, I have two theories. What if it was like an emergency situation and uh, they had the, they had the, well, full disclosure. All right. Just 100% full disclosure. I think that probably would be a bad idea because you're right about the parenting thing. Some people don't think about this stuff. They have their own bubble. They have their own reality. And this just totally wrecks the, it's like a wrecking ball of, Slow disclosure would be like, okay, we, we, we've been in contact with other races out there. We have recovered their crash. Uh, we've done crash retrieval operations and recovered some of the material. We have re-engineered this material, and some of the technology that you have in your pocket today was ideas that we thought of that we got from some of these crash debris. You know, uh, Colonel Corso said, um, I think they said this on the last, I always bring this up because I think Colonel Cor- Colonel Corso is awesome. He wrote this book uh, called The Day After Roswell, and it's about him working in the Pentagon and how he had the budget to uh, go around to Purdue University and all these other universities and find people that were kind of working on the same stuff and then drop this in, in their lap and go figure out how this works and then give us give it back to us for the competitive edge of the Army. But things like integrated computer chips, I know. It's crazy. Fiber optics, stealth technology, lasers, Kevlar, night scope vision. I mean, it, we we invented these things, but we got the ideas supposedly from somewhere else. Like if they can do it, we can do it. Let's figure out how they do it. Right. That would be like a soft disclosure for some people. That would be pretty big. Like, oh, that's a, that's an earth shattering thing. I think full disclosure would be even for a somebody that's, that wants it so bad. Uh, it, okay. I think the best way to do it is you give soft disclosure, main, uh, mainstream media and all that, and just kind of put it out there at where it's comfortable. But anybody that really, really, really wants to know, give, they have to go search for themselves. Okay. And that's more healthier that way. So they can dig for themselves instead of like, you know, yelling bomb or on a, on a plane, you know, you just don't want to do that. I think that would probably be really cool, but uh, full disclosure, I'm just making this up. Uh, don't don't panic or anything, <laughs> but this would be like a really shock. I'm, I'm talking like shock, like we've been lied to our whole lives type thing. Okay, yeah. so okay, yeah. But, but yeah. what if they went out and said, okay, we got a problem. We got these uh, reptilian aliens. Uh, oh, by the way, planet Earth is not ours; it's theirs. And that moon you see up there, that's not ours either. And actually, it's not a moon. 
Okay. And then just start doing that to people. And then, and then it gets worse and worse and worse because you know where I'm going with this. There's a dark side to all this. And if you dumped it on people, the only thing I would say there's the only benefit would be to cause a mass panic, right? Uh, I'm not think they're going to do this. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I, I don't think they would do that. No, no, yeah. We'll but, just start talking about, yeah, they've been amongst us all these years. They're walking amongst we've us. Known it. Yeah. That people are going to freak out. So it, yeah. um, I think uh, <laughs> I think if they wanted to do something like that, it's it, they would utilize. I'm talking like the the uh, the world government. They would utilize a package like this, like the last card, to um, form their since it's Star Wars Day. What is it, Senator Palpatine? <laughs> form their new <laughs> world order. You know what I mean? So I I I, 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 I mean, you hear all these theories out there, and they're all good. Um, but I think we might actually learn something that we never thought of before. And I'm always trying to figure out what that is before they make it to the punchline. Just like, guess what? These things are not extraterrestrial. They're not what you think they are. Uh, they're, and then we, you know, I'm not even going to go there. I don't want them to be like, it, they're demonic, you know. Uh, you don't, we don't really know what they are. I know that UFOs are real without a shadow of a doubt. I know they're real. Uh, the question, and we're already past that now because the media has already come forward and, and that's enough for people to that are not into the subject matter take it seriously. Okay. Yeah. So now that we know that they're real, um, even though we have seen the physical evidence to hold in our hands, even though I hear Lockheed Martin might have some fun fun stuff, but um, I think we need to figure out who are they, why are they here, what are their what is their agenda, can we learn anything from them, like anything about us, like who are we, why are we here. What is this place that we, you know, sorry, this planet that we call Earth or this reality um, and hear from if they have a culture or if they're on the intellect with with us, like our IQ level, not too smart because they're not going to want to mess with us. And I don't know. I don't know. But it would be really interesting. I would love to see, you know, like a real video footage of an ET or or um that's United States government stamp, stamp of approval. I'm really not happy with what they're showing us. They're showing us grainy photographs. Uh, I know they got better stuff than that, um, but maybe this is part of the drip. I'm real. I mean, I am impressed with the Tic Tac UFO. I'm not impressed with the Batman balloon. That could be. I'm, I'm sorry. And <laughs> then a Batman balloon. Okay. Yeah. Now this really pisses me <laughs> off. And I tell people at work, and you know, everybody looks at me like you're crazy. And I like, come on, I've been involved in this for years. I've seen so many UFO videos that people submit into MUFON, and you just you become you become you know what you're looking at. Okay. Yeah. That pyramid. I don't know why they call it a pyramid. I'll call it a triangle shape. What they've shown us. Maybe there's more video footage that we haven't seen on the news. But what they've shown us is. To me, I know, I'm sorry, please don't get mad, but I'm going to call it like it is. It's a damn airplane because you see the blinking lights on it. You, if you watch it again, you'll see two blinking, you know, the flashes from the airplanes. Yeah. Okay. All right. And the reason why it's a triangle is because it's not in focus. Now, when I was in the Army one time, um, my last week's in the Army, I, I snuck in a little camcorder on one of our training missions and I stuck it in a bag because I knew I was getting out and I wanted to film the memories to take sure. home. So we were out doing training and we were in a Black Hawk. And I remember I was laying down in the grass and I pulled out and this was a Sony that had a night shot. So it was kind of like an infrared, cheap version of night scope vision. And I'm filming the helicopter rise. And what's really cool is it pricks up static electricity when it's spinning around. And when you look inside the camera in the green screen, it looks like a freaking flying saucer. And once it got up 
and my camera view was out of focus. It looked like a like a black triangle. It's just oh, okay. So I mean, you can. I know a lot of people are like, "Well, go try it." You know, mess with the photo photo lens. Go out there and find mm -hmm. an airplane and mess with it, and you you can get it just right, like a triangle. So. I don't know. I think the media is like lying to us. It's, what a shock, dude. You know, you Let's throw go figure that. Yeah. You throw garbage <laughs> UFO footage up there, but oh, we got to take it seriously now because the Pentagon said, well, I didn't hear the Pentagon say it. I hear the news media saying it. So I, I just, I don't know. I've been watching this for so long. I just don't pay attention to it. But everybody yeah, at my the, job. I guess the thing is that the Pentagon's not denying it these They're days. not denying it. Well, they better not. Well, then they're not. Hey, if they're not denying it, then I guess they're not lying, right? But UFOs have been going on for before I was born for hundreds of years. Yeah. It's documented. Um, uh, people have a right to know. But the sad part about truth is it doesn't matter if you like it or not. You don't like the answer tough. The truth is the truth. So I hope people out there, when they get their answer, that they don't have high hopes uh, so you don't get disappointed and uh, try to prepare yourself so you don't get shocked. I probably won't. It won't phase me, but it's nice that we're um, we're taking the cheesy X Files music out of the uh, you know, I don't know. You, you know where I'm going with this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, <clears throat> that that's my point on disclosure. I think something truly magnificent is is happening, but it won't be like a shock to us. I I could be wrong, and I would love to learn something new. And so I'm hopeful. Like you know, that's what I think, Mike. I don't think they're gonna do the big disclosure, but I don't think they're going to tell us anything that we don't already know unless right. there's a threat. And if there's a threat. Yeah, where they're going to find out anyway. Right. Well, if you don't mind, if I'd like to jump into that for a second, uh, everybody's heard about project blue beam. And if you haven't, it's basically, I'll give it to you in one line sentence. It's a holographic projections that are projected in the sky. I don't know if you've ever been to Walt Disney world, or you've seen any of the, the it, it looks spectacular, but I'm pretty sure they got better stuff. But if you see a UFO blowing up like a building, all right, say the Pentagon or the White House, like Independence Day, I, I just, for me, that's, that's down to earth. Uh, I think a real ET, if they wanted to wipe us out, all they got to do is, and theoretically, just flip a switch. We, didn't, we wouldn't even see it coming. So if you see ships blowing up strategic buildings, like taking out our power grid, taking out the cable company. That might be Project Blue Beam. That might actually be a real aircraft, uh, maybe a stealth bomber or something that is projected to look like, uh, with a holographic projection, to make it look like um, a UFO so they can have their collateral damage and form their new world order, right? I've heard all these theories, but Project Blue Book, uh, Project, not Project Blue Book, Project, uh, what, is, what was it again? Project Blue Beam. Blue Beam. Blue Beam. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, that is real. And people go ahead and Google that and look that up. Um, so I would, if I start seeing things like that, I'm going to get on podcast, start blowing the horn because we don't need to panic. Right. Yeah. I'm kitty. I'm on a show right now. Would you like to say hi to everybody? <laughs> Come here, kitty. Anyway, she'll hop up here in a minute. I got a All black right. cat. She's pretty. I think so, no. Victoria, I, I know you had some questions here. So, um, I'll go ahead and, uh, and let you get in a, a question or two here. Let me see your kitty. Uh, yeah, okay, I have a dumb question. You're, you're on the star team? Is that, is that what you what, what I heard? Yes, ma'am. Actually, I just got promoted to – yes, I'm on the star team. I'm a star team yeah. member. But I just got promoted to chief investigator for Colorado. Oh, so cool. Congratulations. Cool. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Well, what is yeah. star team, by the way? Star team. Uh, 
See yeah. if I can do that. Yeah, yeah, I did it. Uh, yeah. Star Trek. What is? You know, I was really wait, wait. Do, do you know what that one is, though? Shoot, I can't even do that, man. <gasps> You're a reptilian. You're going to take over the Earth. No. Uh, come on, Victoria. You, you I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. That's, is that's it a heavy metal? From oh, Nano, Nano. Oh. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was before my time. I, I wasn't around. Are you <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Um, no, yesterday, I, I figured out that ALF means alien life form. Hello. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, yeah. That only and took you, you like 35 years to figure that out, huh? I, I didn't watch ALF. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, okay. you shouldn't because ALF ate cats. So you just. They're not yeah. my cats. Oh. They're not. Oh, okay. Four, four of them. They're not my cats. <laughs> they adopted you. They did. You know, you open the door. You know, <laughs> they come in. They they chose you. Yeah. They they actually mm. they really did. Yeah, Star right. Team. Uh, so Star Team. Uh, if you wanted to know what that is, uh, in the beginning when it was being formed, uh, Bigelow Aerospace. Uh, well, it's called Bigelow Aerospace Advanced Space Studies. Uh, was funding UFO research, and Harry Reid was heavily involved in this too. It just Nobody knew about it. Now, this is 2008. So um, MUFON was like in a little partnership or whatever where we would go out and investigate UFOs. Bigelow would pay us, and we would share information with them. And I was on that, I was on that team. It, uh, it was, uh, the acronym was um, – I should know this. Sorry, Strike <laughs> Team Strike team for Area Research. So Strike, oh, team, okay. strike team for Area Research – Supposed to be a rapid response special unit, supposed to deploy anywhere in the United States in 24 hours that dealt with categories twos and threes type cases. This is cases that there were a landing would have occurred or um, abduction or something with um, evidence, too. Um, I can go on and on with that. But but yeah, uh, and that was really one of the best times of my life. uh, One of the best times of my life. I couldn't believe it that I was, you know... uh, my hobby, I'm now getting paid for it. It's just, I just, for me, That's it was cool. an awesome experience. I felt like I was Agent Mulder, um, and I was high. I was high on life, dude. I really did. Uh, but now we still have the star team. But of course, it's not, it's, it's not like what it, it, you know, it would, it would basically, I guess, it would be like you've done a lot of cases, and you're, you're one of those people that if we really need to get you, you know, somewhere really quick, uh, you would be down to do it, I guess. But back then, it was set up for, um, yeah, so it's taken on different forms, if you know what I mean. Uh, but uh, right now, uh, I'm chief investigator, and um, I kind of need to get motivated and, and, and uh, learn my job. But um, Colorado MUFON is an awesome group, and um, I'll introduce you. I'll let, you'll meet Katie. She's my, my boss. That'd be great, yeah. Um, but uh, And we got a really good, solid team, and um, we're – it's just yeah, it's awesome. I've been an uh, investigator in Texas and uh, California, and California team was great. One thing bad about Texas, nothing wrong with the people, is just Texas is so huge. So to go to a move-on meeting, yeah. I, I just to drive three or four hours, or it could be it's an all-day trip. Um, just really nice yeah. that I don't now due to COVID nineteen, we can't do these meetings anymore and meet face to face. So we're all on Skype. Mm. It's kind of convenient sometimes, but um, I do miss yeah. the real, the real what it was like a a, a year ago, or it's been, a, heard, it's been over a year. Yeah. It's almost been a year. Well, 
And, and speaking of, we do have some questions coming in from sure. the chat. I do want to get to it. One actually does deal with, with COVID and uh, quarantine and everything. And I also do want to uh, thank those that are listening to the podcast later on uh, Spotify and iHeartRadio and also our uh, syndicated show on KGRA Radio. Thank you very much for that. Uh, so question here from Nicole. Does Jeremy think that the quarantine has somehow caused more UFO sightings? It seems that with more people at home, more people are noticing these things. I thought about that. Um, I don't know. You you know what? In the beginning, when COVID first started, that was a question that was brought up in our MUFON inner circle. We're trying to figure out from other states. Because um, we know that UFO sightings increase during wartime. It's almost like they show up and they're watching the show. So we're wondering what would happen if everybody just goes inside their house and traffic slows down. Remember the dolphins? I don't know if you heard about this, but the dolphins were seen for the first time in Italy or in Venice because mm-hmm. the waters weren't polluted and they came right up right. like it used to be back in the day. So the, the life forms on this planet noticed, right? So we're wondering if if they were, and you know what? During that moment, to answer your question, during that moment, no, sightings were, there was hype in that sightings were rising, but in our, when we were checking our MUFON stuff, it was kind of an average, just like it was, like it was last year. And, um, but the thing is that people have more, most people don't look up, okay? They're looking down at their phones or they're, they're busy with their lives. And maybe there might've been a time of reflection and you're looking up, I don't know, but sightings have increased, but they have been sightings that have been, um, What's the word? Old sightings, not something that uh, that's happening right now. It's like, hey, I, I heard, just heard about MUFON. I didn't even know you guys exist. I saw a UFO 10 years ago, but they're reporting it now. I get a lot of those. Wow. Um, but it doesn't matter how long ago. It's still important. Uh, I don't care if you had a UFO, you're 100-year-old, and you, and you saw one when you were 10 years old. It was 90 years ago. Please report it. We would love to document all that because um, we try to look for patterns, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, good luck with that. Uh, yeah, so I've I seen have a lot of people. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, and I've seen a lot of people that you know they retire. They don't want to say anything while they you know have their profession and be mm-hmm. you know laughed at or blackballed or whatever and lose their job. So they keep quiet. Then they retire and then you know release this story that happened to them thirty years ago. So that that's pretty fascinating. And we got a lot of mil- military whistleblowers that are coming yeah. forward. Now we uh, sometimes active duty people that want to come forward, they need to be protected. And so we move on and then, and not just for that reason alone, but if you want to come forward and you want to be anonymous, so you want to hide from the ridicule factor, you don't want your next door neighbor knowing that we don't tell anyway, but there is a tab in there that says that, that I want to be anonymous. And um, no, we don't, we don't take your story and run, run to the TV shows unless it's uh, like hangar one, that was that was like a board decision on what top cases could be discussed during the show. So and they were um, yeah, we would ask permission for anything like that. But yep, it's a it's the largest, I would say for a civilian, it's the largest UFO database in the world that we have. That's uh, MUFON CMS. And we've been collecting UFO reports way before I was born, but back then it was all paper. And uh, <laughs> so we're trying to get most of those digitize to put in the CMS and uh, it's a work in progress, but MUFON is, is growing and uh, we've got a, a great number of volunteers and it's actually gone international. 
so we've got people all around the world, and it's a great network. One of the greatest things about MUFON that I loved was going to these symposiums, meeting people like yourself, Mike, and Victoria, It's uh, and finding like minds, because where I grew up in, well, I'm not going to ditch, ditch my town, but you just didn't talk about that stuff, you know? <laughs> Right, and so it, it was a good. It, it was. It, I kind of felt like it was family, and I just felt like I could be open and talk about myself. It was a pretty big deal for me when I was young. I don't care anymore. The older you get, you don't care what people think <laughs> of you, you know. But yep, I hope that answered your question, Nicole. Uh, there, there has been some spikes here and there, but it's nothing. It's nothing crazy, like abnormal, like red alert, you know. So yeah. maybe they yeah. are watching, but they're cloaked. I, I don't know. So yeah, best I guess. I have been to several of these symposiums and um, I actually went to the 50th anniversary of the ledge crash, crash in Roswell. That was really cool. Um, oh, but nice. I went to one um, like around 2000, 2002 and somewhere. And there was actually a MUFON table um, there. And I went up and talked to the guys and said, I really want to join. And they looked at me like. <laughs> Shame disagree. on them. I know. Blondie here wants to go report a UFO, but I've seen two actually. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. I have a, Question about Hangar One. I don't mean any disrespect. No, no, is, please go for it. Is is that your real hangar? Is, is that uh, well, actually there's some truth that, to it? Yeah. So no, it's not my hangar. I don't have a hangar. Well, I but, mean, how does one buy a hangar? <laughs> okay. So David McDonald. Hang out who, the hangar right now. Right. <laughs> I am actually. I have a great story about all that. I'm actually <laughs> glad you brought that up. I actually uh, during the time when Hangar One was airing. I moved to this location called Lowry Lofts. Now, Lowry used to be an Air Force base here in Colorado, but they it's not a base anymore. And I was actually, they turned the headquarters into apartment complexes. And right across the street was this giant hangar called Hangar One. And it just was so weird. I was on a TV show doing, oh, wow. doing a show called Hangar One. And I could look out my window and see Hangar. And inside Hangar One, they had it's a museum with some spy planes, all kinds of cool stuff. But my favorite even though it's not real. How dare you? But the, my favorite, they had the original X-Wing from the Star Wars movie. And oh, wow. um, oh, May, the, May the 4th, I went there and everybody's all dressed up in their costumes and stuff. This is right across the street. Of course, I'm going to go over there. And anyway, I won the ticket to sit in it. There was a lot of kids that were crying, but I didn't care. I got in there and I got my picture taken <laughs> care of. But that was nice. So it's nice to have in your backyard. No, but to answer your question, David McDonald, he's a pilot and we call him the captain. Um, and, uh, there's a hangar out there at the airport that back during the time he was the international director. He is now, but back then he was. Okay. So there's been many in between. Okay. okay. Uh, but, uh, and so where they were storing those paper files that I was talking about, well, he didn't have no room for it, put it in his house. Cause you know, so he stored it in the hangar. So when the director came to check out the show from what I, it was actually called hangar two. I think it was hangar too. They walked in, they go, wow, we like the idea of a hangar. We can make it like Raiders of the Lost Ark where the Lost uh, Ark of the Covenant's in there and we'll make it look like there's a bunch of files. But the truth is it was just a couple of filing cabinets. Like, <laughs> there wasn't, it wasn't that much and there's spider webs and stuff. So yeah. when you see the hangar on, on hangar one, right? Uh, that's it. That's the hangar. But on the inside, that's in Los Angeles. That's in LA. And that what that's a... <laughs> That's a place where they store records, uh, medical records and IRS records. I think Mike Tyson's medical records was in there. They told me I, I was like, wow, oh, interesting. But we weren't allowed to not touch anything, you know, but they allowed us to rent this one side of it. 
you know, to walk down hallways or act like you're grabbing a file or, or whatever. But they hired actors for all that. They pulled me in and just said, act like you're looking through, you know, a binder. And I did. And they were like, you're a natural. And I go, oh, well, thanks, man. And that was it. It was only like <laughs> tw- uh, 10 seconds. And then they they, yeah. they show at different angles. But um, no, well, see, it that, was. That was my ahead. concern because it doesn't look climatically controlled. And I'm thinking if everything's on paper, you know, right. that's, no. that's important. That's Hollywood. Record. Okay. That's Hollywood. Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> no. And actually, uh, no, we take, take care of it, take care of it pretty well, but it's, uh, it's, we're trying to get it all into the CMS database. I think we've, we've done it most of it, but there's still some other stuff out there that needs to be put in, but got it. We didn't have computers back in this. MUFON started in 1969. I'm so sorry, guys. It's been around for a while. So, a little bit. um, yeah. yeah. And, well, we have a, uh, we have a $5 super chat here from Alex Lopez. So I want to recognize oh. that. And he has a question. So thank you very much, Alex, for the super chat. Absolutely appreciate it. Uh, he asked, question about E.T. Did the U.S. recover the UFO that crashed in Mexico near the border of Texas? Yeah. Yes, sir. CIA did. CIA special crash retrieval. I call them the special crash retrieval team because we don't know who they are. But I can actually tell you a little bit more about that story because I've learned some new information. Sure. The guy that in- investigated that was, and I want you guys, if you're interested in this, look him up. His name's Ruben Yorte. He's a, oh. you know who he is. Yeah, I do. You, have you met Ruben? He's a great guy. No, he's written, I like Oh, he's written many books about the subject, and he's also been down there and physically investigated it. When uh, when you, if you ever seen the show Hangar One, we were trying to come up with an idea of why those soldiers were dead. The Mexican soldiers that were around the craft because they were trying to take it and the United States government was coming in. But they the way the show painted it was it was probably biological, like they got sick or the UFO did something to them. And they, and they were found dead when the CIA showed up and then the CIA grabbed the, the UFO and brought it back. But what we found out is, no, they all have bullet holes in their heads. Okay, because Ruben Yorte was oh, able to was able to find one of the names of the soldiers and talk to the mother about it, and and you know start to leapfrog and try to find out who everybody else is. So I know that he's confirmed that one was found with a bullet hole in his head. I don't know. I think there's like don't quote me on it, it's like four or five soldiers, mm-hmm. um, but I'm pretty sure if one found the bullet yeah. hole in their head, then. <laughs> Get rid of uh, the just common sense. Stands to reason. Yeah, but but we do we have one confirmed. Yes, and that's that's thanks to Ruben Yorte's investi- investigation skills. He's the man. I wish I could speak Spanish because I'd love to go down there and investigate things like that. There's a lot of interesting things happening in South America. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, stuff you don't hear about. It's just bizarre. Um, but it's kind of you know, different villages, they don't talk to each other and they're describing the same stuff. So you got to take it seriously. It's kind of like here in America, uh, Mike and Victoria and Jeremy might not know each other, but we live in the same zip code. We're all describing the same thing. We all report. I might report the move on immediately. Mike takes a month and Victoria takes five years. Well, it doesn't matter. Right. I'm just saying on, on you, Victoria. Right. Let's so, you know. right, say 20 years, but it doesn't matter. We can look and go the, the value of the case and the quality of the quality yeah. index of it. Of, uh, we definitely had an incident that happened here, especially uh, those are I take really seriously. Uh, I take them all seriously, but well, let me you know, ask, I, you go ahead. Ask, ask you this real quick. Um, I saw mm. a UFO when I was sitting at a red light and I lost 30 minutes. Um, I got mm. to my destination 30 minutes late. Oh. I never put it together until I was telling a friend like last year. And I was like, yeah, I was coming back. You know, I was like six months pregnant. Um, you know, and he's like, what? I mean, 
Does that happen a lot? I mean, yes, it does. Uh, how close were you to the object? What do you think? How far um, away? I was, I was, I was in Houston, so I was looking up and I could see the street light, and it was just above the street light. It was round. I mm -hmm. can describe it and everything. Um, okay. There's, I thought I was only there like five, you know, for the red light for like a minute or two, but I was going to meet my um, at then time husband person for lunch. Mm -hmm. and he goes, "Where you been? You've been you're, you're 45. Well, he's dead now, so it doesn't matter. Um, you're 45. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, 45 minutes late. Where have you been? So I lost 45 minutes, and huh. it was just weird. Because there yeah. was nobody, nobody at that intersection either. It was, you know. Yeah. Okay. So I would, anybody, I'm going to tell you and your audience that this is what I think, and I'm almost pretty sure. Um, if there's a UFO that's real close to you, okay, there's this thing called the Oz Factor. Nobody ever calls it. You look it up in the, there's a UFO encyclopedia if you can find it. But look up the definition of Oz Factor in in I guess you ufology terminology. Okay. But it's a distance in between the object and you. Okay. And once you cross into this field, that uh, some of these UFOs possibly control space time. Okay. So when you step and you're getting close to the object, you step in for you, it feels like you've been in there for two minutes. And when you're out of the field, 45 minutes went by oh. and, and, that, and that happens also in abductions or I had a case where two guys were chased by a UFO and the UFO took them, like picked them up while they're in their car, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and then brought them back, which they had no memory of the whole incident that unfolded. I think I might have talked to you about this, Mike. I don't, does that ring a bell to you? Did I ever tell you that story? It, it sounds slightly familiar. So yeah, where there's, there's have, a, yeah. a being running along the side of the road trying to catch up mm -hmm. with them, too. Really crazy. This was a Bigelow case, believe it or not, that I was assigned to. Um, and uh, Bigelow took it so seriously that they – they went to go investigate these guys first, and that pissed that pissed them off. They were so mad because they contacted MUFON. They didn't understand why Bigelow was coming to talk to them. To them, that was Big Brother. They were super furious. So we still wanted to understand the case, and it took me about a couple of weeks to to build their trust and explain to them I'm not one of those guys. You know, I play video games. I live at my grandma's house. Whatever I said, <laughs> they loved me. Okay, and they told me everything. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, the thing was, is that that I'm just, that's a long story, but the whole incident, they had missing time. They should have been home several hours or yeah. And, uh, the reason why they remembered it is because they thought they, one of the guys remembered hitting somebody and they got out of the car cause it was a rent a car. They went around to inspect the damage and then all their memories came back. So they didn't even, oh. they had, they would, they would have drove home and been like, why did it take so long? And probably blow it off. How many times does that happen to us? How many times do I walk to the refrigerator and I forgot what the heck I was coming in the fridge for? Right. You know? Did I have missing time? No, I don't go there. But yeah, big time. Big, most of the time when UFOs are in close proximity, you're going to have, if you're in the field or definitely under it, you might have missing time or unless they took you. So you might have been real close. And they could have swooped up on you and you don't have no memory of it, but that's why you have missing time. I mean, I'm just, I'm just speculating. I'm not saying that's what happened. We'd have to investigate it. And how long ago was that? That was 19. 20 years. Oh, 20 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, it was it, the year it, I was born. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I, no. there's a no. diamond dozen. These, these, this is not something, these are common occurrences, missing time, no sound, no sound, yes. zero sound. No sound, no matter how big it is. You know, no matter how fast it took off, absolutely no sound. Uh, dull metallic, if you want mm -hmm. to talk. Um, and most of the, for me, this is not MUFON's opinion. This is Jeremy Ray talking here. 
I, I, I question the nuts and bolts craft. I try to figure out if Lockheed Martin has a new toy out or, you know, mm-hmm. come up with a down to earth explanation. But the ones that are dimensional or the ones that are like lights, those I take seriously. I, I don't know what those are. Um, Jacques Vallée is absolutely correct when he calls them the tricksters, because if you try to study this scientifically, somehow they know what you're doing and they mm-hmm. go ahead and, uh, what do they call it in the military? Don't, in, uh, you know, when you have a command, you don't do it before the guy says it. Yeah. Uh, what is it called? Anticipating the command. I don't oh, know what the word is. Yeah. Uh, I'm messing up on this, but let's just say yeah. you want to catch one. You want to catch a UFO on film. You, it, it keeps coming back and it's not a star. It's a real, it's a real McCoy. So you bring a camera out there, camera dies. You know, you've heard this a thousand oh, yeah. times, power drain. So you're like, okay, well, dadgummit, no one's going to believe me. Then you go, wait a second. If it comes back, I'm going to get them this time. So you plug it into the wall. Yeah, try this now, right? Now you think you got it. And all of a sudden, you see the UFO in the visor. You see record. You know you're recording. It takes off. You're excited. You go plug in a tape. There's no UFO. You're like, what the hell's going on here? And you're kind of, it bothers you. Then the third time you go back out there, this time you don't see it in the visor, but it appears in the film. What are they trying to teach us? You know, you can't, I mean, Try if you yeah. if you if you guys ever want to do a sky watch in a hot spot, you got to dedicate like I did this for months. I did this for like six months filming the skies and catching things. And um, I'm not the only one that that played around with this, but you got to be careful because you might catch something that might not be extraterrestrial. You might think it's extraterrestrial and you might piss off Uncle Sam and you'll have somebody come and visit you. That's happened to me. Uh, I don't you know, some people, they rock the boat. Uh, I don't rock the boat. I'm, you know, I'm I'm a patriot. I love my country. Um, if Uncle Sam says, "Hey, that's one of ours," I don't care. I want to know about the others. You know what I mean? They, they did not tell me that. That they did not tell me anything. They just, uh, yeah. I'll leave that for another story. That's that's right. that's for another right. day. Okay. We do have some more uh, questions coming in here from the chat, so I want to get to a couple more here real quick. Oh sure. Uh, from from Betty Lange, grand old folks, uh, do you feel the news media and government will use the aliens or UFO as the answer to all of our problems or blame them for America's problems? Oh, God. You know what? The media is can they can do that. that that's a good one right there. I figured they would use it as uh, once COVID is not no one. No one's scared of it anymore. Mm-hmm. Nobody's afraid of terrorism. Nobody's afraid of Russia dropping the nukes on us back in the 80s. No one's afraid of the ozone disappearing, global warming. I could go on and on and on. The alien card, man, they're holding on to that. And that will be another <laughs> thing to kind of scare everybody. I don't know why they got to do this to us. Um, I, I think that my best guess, screw the media, dude. Make up your own damn mind. Do your own research uh, because you're everybody's smart in their own way. And I think um, out there, I don't know. I go by what we see on this planet. I have not been out there. But when I went scuba diving, all the fish that I saw, I saw a, a school of barracuda that was like eight stories, five stories, like a five-story building, and they're all turning wow. in sync. It just blew me away. I mean, and I started thinking, you know, there's always a bigger fish, right? And maybe up there in space, it's very competitive uh, when, you, when you're talking to intelligent life forms. And, and um, maybe we've got a lot, to learning, a lot of learning to do before we get out there. I hope we find some. I hope we find someone that's friendly. I know there's a lot of scientists out there. It's like we shouldn't be contacting them because it's kind of like when the white man came over America. It wasn't good for the Native Americans. Uh, their culture just it, everything changes. But 
Maybe we've been prepped through COVID because it doesn't seem like it said two weeks to flatten the curve. There were already a year now. I still feel like we're in a twilight zone and it's getting even more weirder because now we've got governments coming out saying we got UFO disclosure coming to a theater near you. So yeah, <laughs> this is, these are exciting times. Um, but the media will spin it anywhere they need. Uh, they'll, they will use false flags to, to, to it's a magician trick. Don't look at this hand. We want to cover this up, bombard it with this. So people don't look over here. And wow. I don't even watch that. I don't watch the news. I don't watch mainstream the media. Yet. It's, not just man, yeah. two thumbs down. Baghdadi Ray Meister says, "Don't waste your time. You're smart. Do your own research. Find some good sources that you trust, you know, and listen to what they have to say. Um, but don't let this, what do they call it, Operation Mockingbird, brainwash you into telling you what your reality is and how you should feel, and who you should be pissed off today about. Just turn the thing off. You'll be more free in the mind. That's just my best guess. I mean, best advice." that I would give to myself and I hope I'm giving it to you guys, but some people, they, they need official government. They need that big brother to come out and say, this is real. And then they will believe it. It's true because CNN said it or Fox news said it <laughs> when I've been, when I've been waiting, you know, I've known about it because I've had it up close in my face in 1996, you know, my sighting changed my whole life. And yeah. so I've always known it's real. And I think it's, it's really nice that now, we're having open discussion about it, but just people that are not even into it. That, that's a big change for me. That's I've seen it. I've seen it change over time. To me, yeah, that's a pretty that's big deal. Fantastic. So we should figure out what these are. I think it's important. Wait. It's definitely okay. worthy to investigate. Go ahead. I have a quick question. Sure. First of all, I work in the media, but I do okay. agree with you. <laughs> I don't watch TV because of that. Mm -hmm. I, I absolutely don't watch TV. Um, what if the aliens and the UFOs and all that stuff is actually us from the future coming back? That's could why we're be. talking to presidents and stuff, because we're about to really screw something up. It could be. Maybe maybe uh, we're coming back in time. I, You know, they are bipedal. I mean, they, I, a lot can happen. I'm pretty sure if we lived out in space and we lived out there in zero Gs, our bodies would change because planet Earth is really hard on our bodies. We don't realize this, but to lift your legs to move on this planet, you know, that builds those muscles. If you went to a planet that's low gravity, you're Superman and you could pick up things. That's why Superman's <laughs> an alien, yeah. right? Right? Oh. right? You didn't think about that for a bit. So, and then all the diseases that we get on this planet, you know, maybe when we go out to space, maybe that was all part of us, you know, uh, getting, what do you want to get the antibodies because you don't know what you're going to be finding out there. I know that that's probably where we're going. If we don't kill each other, we're going to make it. We're going to get out there and we're going to be something truly special when we mature, <laughs> when we start loving each other, which yeah. well, I, I think we kind of have to. We have I to. think we kind of have to to learn how to get out into space and you know mm -hmm. traverse the cosmos because at, at some point and not necessarily that we're going to blow each other's, you know, up uh, on this planet, but at some point, you know, this planet will be no more because mm -hmm. just, you know, nature, the, the sun will become a red giant and, you know, there goes the earth. So at some point, if we want to continue our race, we have to get off. So, we have to leave. Um, yeah. It, yes, sir. Survival of the species. Um, yeah, exactly. And I think we will. I mean, Jesus, we're real close. I The TR-3B, if anybody's ever seen one of those, I wonder how, I wonder how far in space those suckers can go. That'd be real, I can't, wouldn't that <laughs> be, be great if that's part of the disclosure? They go, guess what? We have a spaceship, TR-3B, and we can go. Man, that, that would be awesome. 
But I, I just uh, I just hope it's not bad news, you know? So yeah. fingers yeah. are crossed. Something good. Any other questions? Another question here. Yes, yeah, another question here from the chat from Robert Hanna. Does Jeremy believe Bob Lazar's claims of working on alien spacecraft at S4 near Area 51? So uh, one of the conferences, I believe it was in Laughlin, at that same place that we're at, Bob Lazar came and he was up on stage and I was like right there. Okay. And I watched him and I believe, I believe sincerely that he's telling the truth. I believe that he believes it. Okay. Now what went on in S4? I don't know. I would be so far to stretch the conspiracy that there were props set up and then they just, you know, I, there's so many things that could go. I, I don't really know, but what Bob has brought to the table, even about the unpentium, sorry if I said that right. You know, a lot of the things that he discussed back then uh, has come has come forward. I, I see him as a – I believe the guy. I, I don't have any proof or evidence. Uh, you know, I wasn't at Area 51 with Bob, but when he was up right. there, he was real sincere to me. You could come – I mean, if you got good intuition, you can tell if somebody's telling you the truth. No matter uh, – I've, I've, actually, I'm sorry, I take that back. I had a girlfriend that fooled me one time. But overall, <laughs> yeah, she was a master have, manipulator. Have all. Yes. But, uh, I have it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I felt that Bob was telling the truth. I really do. And I believe yeah. that Bob believes it. Okay? I believe that he believes it. I yeah, I'll, I'll tell you this. You know, um, with with Bob's story, what, what sold me with him was, you know, some of the fine details mm -hmm. of, you know, just like, you know, protocol. Uh, you know, and just you, you get into those details of his story you know, of how, you know, they were looking at taking away his security clearance and things like that. I mean, yeah. The, the, why did they take the Air Force? Yeah, I, I've been in that similar, similar okay. situation or a similar situation when I was in the Air Force and my ex-wife, you know, was she was completely wigging out at the time. So because of, um, you know, issues going on with her that to you know the military to the government it to them poses some sort of security risk so they mm -hmm. start debating as to whether or not they're going to pull your clearance for a time correct and bob went through that same thing so he's telling that story and the way he told it i'm like yeah i know exactly what he's talking about and that to me you know really sold his story to me because it's like those little fine details they told in that story i know exactly what he's talking about um he um yeah, if they, it ain't going good around at the home, they're going to pull it. They're going to jerk your security yep. clearance. And it wasn't for the fact that he snuck on base. And yeah, I believe that too. But also the hand, the hand thing where he put his hand on, where the air blew yeah. up and blew into it. You know, that that exists. That's actually real. Oh, it does. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So um, and the fact that it's in S4, it's not really at Area 51. I actually heard the most important building in Area 51. And this is not a joke is the bar. That's the most important building. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now they've got a lot of test flights and stuff that goes on there, but from from what Bob's talking about, this is in the '80s that mm -hmm. all those were down at that S four S four range. It's a there's a dry lake bed. I think it's called Papoose Lake, but it's mm -hmm. south of Area 51. You're not going to get near that sucker. Um, yeah. I hear it's all mined. I hear that there's lasers that are real low. Um, I hear that there's sensors that can smell you coming. Smell you coming. So it doesn't matter if you got a ghillie suit or you're trying to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Predator and cover yourself <laughs> in mud. They're going to find out that you're there. I've also heard they have a laser on top of the mountain that will hit your windshield of the car miles and miles and miles away. And they can listen into your conversation. You know, and if you're talking about UFOs in Area 51 and you're going to sneak up on the base, your tires might actually pop. 
because I hear they got little tire things out there in the middle of the road. Hmm. So they'll pop your tires. So guys, don't go out there. There's nothing out there. You're not even going to get close to the place. I'm going to be there um, in uh, at the end of August. So I'm going to Nevada twice. I'm going to go see. I'm going okay. up to meet Mike. And then I've got a MUFON symposium in Las Vegas. And we have a tour bus that takes you to Area 51. And I'm going to, it'll be my second time going there. It's cool. nothing. It's nothing. It's not worth it, but it's cool because you do feel like you're at the edge of the, the edge of the universe. It's like, I don't know. It's like <laughs> the cutoff of the matrix. Do yes, you think? Do you think Area 51's like smoke and mirrors? Like everyone's like, hey, look at Area 51, but we're over here at Groom Lake and Area 52. I think the big whatever. the big one is uh Utah, Dugway Proving Grounds. Hmm. And then there's other places we probably don't even know exist. You know? Yeah. So no, it's the most popular base in the freaking world. How can it be secret, right? It's the most right. popular base. <laughs> there's nothing That's secret about it. Maybe right. they're just putting it out there so we look over there, you know, kind of like the last five years. But um, yeah. you know distraction. <laughs> yeah, Always. exactly. You it's know. good. That, it's good that you think that way. It's okay. good. Can, can I ask you a Texas question? I don't want sure. to go all the time. What, no, what, are, what are the Marfa lights? Have you seen them? What do you think about those? And, I have not. Oh my God. You've got to go. Okay. I know I, I've been, I've had so many people invite me and I should have taken it. I should have done it, but I live down in Victoria. Martha's like, yeah. you know, it's not that far away, it's, but you just um, drive to Victoria and take a ride and drive for like a day and a half. And you're there. Right. Right. You know, uh, okay. But I will. You know what? I need to go check it out. I hear that people I've heard people debunk it and say that they're cars, but I, I've had some <laughs> friends that I know. Um, no. I know they're not they're not BSing me and I know they're not stupid and I know they've seen some strange stuff out there. So. Yeah, because they've been out there since before the cars existed. I mean, the right. Native Americans saw nothing. Right. Anyway, um, mm -hmm. do you, you, I'm sure you know of Ned and Aurora. And that's so close to Stevensville. Is that like a hot spot for Texas? Uh Texas is a hot spot. I'm sorry, guys. I hate to break it to you. Every place on this planet is a freaking hot spot. All weird <laughs> stuff happens everywhere. Alaska Triangle, I'm starting to learn a lot more about Alaska Triangle. There's a lot going because, on up there, yep. You know, we're doing this TV show, right? And they're, and they're talking about all these missing people, and I'm thinking common sense. Well, it's Alaska. Duh. People are going to be disappearing <laughs> all the time because nature is. But, you know, now that I've been on the show and every time Alaska Triangle is popping up, I'm reading articles about it. It has nothing to do with our show. But, geez, there is something strange going on in Alaska, just like there is something strange going on in the Bermuda Triangle. We don't got time, but that would have to be for another show, Mike. We'd have to, we'll have to bring you back for sure. Two yep. hours. Two hours. It's fine. I, <laughs> but, um, Leave the camera on. <laughs> no, but I really am looking forward to meeting you, Mike. I think I'm more excited meeting you than you or me. But I just can't. I just love this. I'm going to meet Johnny ne Enoch. I'm going to meet Mike. And it's going to be like the three, the three, uh, what do you want to call it? A triangle. You're going to make a triangle? Three, three gonna... amigos or something. I don't you're, know. You're yeah, a triangle. Amigos. You make me want to watch that own. movie now. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, you may want to watch that movie. I haven't seen that in a long time. Uh, that's uh, when, Nicole that's and when I actually watched going. it for like the first time in, in that either of us had seen it in years. We just watched it a couple months ago. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. fun. Mm -hmm. You know where I'll be tomorrow. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, be, I'll be at work. Oh, me too. All right. So, Jeremy, yeah, we are down at the end of our hour. Victoria didn't ever ask your Hollow Earth question. What, yeah, we needed to be two hours. I'm still um, waiting on 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 Ned, the alien from 1897, who's is actually buried there. And then they well, took there's him away. also there's yeah uh, they took him. Well, that I could get into that. 
that I know a lot about that because Mufon was heavily involved in that. We'll have to do this. Uh, we'll have to do this another time. But also Hollow Earth and Hollow Moon. Late people out there, look <gasps> up. Look up the Hollow Moon. Moon Think base. About why did it ring like a bell? It rings like a bell. Yeah. Being for a long time. That's disturbing to me. Hmm. That makes me want to. Well, yeah. Like I said, Can I this hour went by so fast. It I had did. A good time. It really did. Mm-hmm. Can I be in Mufon, please? I want to be. In, in, you know, seriously, I want to be in Mufon. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. You got my invitation. Ah, oh, thank you. I know Jerry Marie. This doesn't matter. You can, <laughs> there you go. What, what, you're in Texas, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's, we got a great group in Texas. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm near Conroe. I'm on 45. Oh my God! I used to live in Conroe. Jeez, what a small world. Reach out to me. <laughs> um, we're okay. we're Facebook friends, and mm-hmm. if you want to do that, I'll, I'll walk you through all of it. Oh, I'd be happy okay. to do that. Yes. Yeah, because I see things. You know. <laughs> so do I. So, so do I, and we all are in the twilight zone now. There's no doubt about it. So I'm thank you. <laughs> thank you for bringing me on the show, Mike and Victoria. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Nice to meet you. Yep, and it's I look been forward fantastic to- having you back. Um, so for those of you that are wondering you know, the, about this mega conference that we've been talking about, it's the Laughlin UFO mega conference. It's June 6th through 12th. Uh, I'm just finding out you know, over this past hour that Jeremy's going to be there. Yeah. So uh, check out all the details, Laughlin UFO mega conference.com. Um, and yeah, and if you can't, you know, visit us, uh, physically, there are virtual packages as well, but we'd love to have everybody out. Of course. Oh, and uh, people out there, please, please buy my book. No, I'm just kidding. Mike, yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. Hey, that's right. You have and the book. It, and the cool thing was I looked in, I looked at the front page where he signed it and, and I couldn't believe it. You signed this on my birthday, uh, but 2000, dude, years, time is just flying by. But anyway, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, get this book. It's fantastic. I give it a thumbs up, yeah, sir. It, That's it, version one. I'll have to hook you up with the second edition. <laughs> I, I want it. I will buy it from you when I get there. And I'd like, I'd all, like right. I, all my books are autographed by the authors. I'm, I got, I got an awesome collection, but this one I've had things like this happen to me. So it was an, I will have to talk about it later. I'm so sorry. Absolutely. I wish we had more we will. time. We will. Okay. All right. So, uh, any any website you want to direct people to? I, I guess MUFON.com. It, yeah. Else? If you want to follow UFO report, MUFON.com. There's a tab to follow UFO report. That's uh, www.MUFON.com. And if you want to reach out to me, I'm kind of I'm not shy, but I'm not really a social media guy. But uh, you can reach me on Facebook because that's how I that's how I got a hold of Mike. So uh, yeah. But definitely send me a private message because I don't talk on my wall. I'm just, a, I'm a weirdo, dude. I got a lot of reasons why. So just, that's it. But I will, I will get back to you. I promise. So Jeremy Ray, uh, you can type in Jeremy Ray Mufon in the Facebook chat and you'll see like the pyramid. Cause that's, that's a picture of me. When I went to the pyramids, make sure you get a picture, Mike. You're going to regret it if you don't. Oh yeah. I'm going to get a ton of pictures. Yeah. Okay, sir. <laughs> yeah. I am All right, yet. Jeremy. Thank you so much for coming yep. back. It's, it's been an absolute blast. Thank you, sir. Bye, Victoria. Have a great night. Nice to meet you. Bye-bye. Nice to meet you, too.